welcome to another episode of Tea and Champagne Podcast. Hi, D. Hey, Lena. Hey, Sippers. How's everybody doing? Good to have you guys back. Yeah. And we want to say, first of all, y'all showed out on Instagram supporting us. We appreciate all the love and support that you guys have. Given us yesterday, we reached over almost 200, excuse me, we reached over right. 2,000 views. Get it right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we reached over 2,000 views from the reel that you guys shared. We had over, we had 80 shares from That's the That's huge. That's and huge. We, um... Got 13 new viewers, excuse me, 13 new followers on Instagram. <laughs> we be counting. And we're growing in numbers. We got more views on our show. Um, so it's it looks like you guys are enjoying watching us. So thank you again. Yes. Thank you guys. That's awesome. I'm I'm so it's so exciting. I'm so excited. I've you know, I've been on social media for decades and uh that's probably the most views I've ever had on anything. So right, me too. Almost two thousand views. Oh my god, That's huge. That's so thank crazy. you. Yeah. So um, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. So we do want to say thank y'all. We appreciate the support. So we're going to continue. Also, remember if you want to contact us, you have any questions, anything. Please email us at tea and champagne pie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And let's get down to business. D, what you drinking? Tonight we are having a glass of Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick up some champagne, but they just had options I've already had. So I wanted to do something new and try a bottle, like a little personal bottle here. Yeah of William Hill Estate Winery brand. And it's really good. It's a Napa Valley wine from 2017. So it's aged a little bit. And uh, it's nice. It's nice. A nice little glass of Chardonnay. Yes. And I'm feeling the hairdo. Looking, giving, it's giving Chloe Bailey over there. <laughs> Thank you. This is my vacation hair. Whenever we going somewhere, it's getting... It's getting twisted up, and I <laughs> I love it. It's uh, it's get up and go here. Yes, need that on vacation. Mm-hmm. Get up and go here, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah, we're not thinking about here. Well, I am drinking uh, Menage Trois uh, Prosecco, a little something that I found in my refrigerator from the last time we had. <laughs> yeah, because we don't let. Like- we're not letting champagne go to waste. Go on, go on, go on drink that up. Okay. <laughs> it, it probably tastes like Chardonnay today. <laughs> it probably does because I don't even remember when that was purchased. But it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But I'm going to drink it anyway. You know yeah. I mean? so yeah. It's flat as hell. <laughs> Whatever. It gave me my little buzz. So, yes. Let's go ahead and tap into our black businesses for the week. And I'm excited to highlight these because um, they are local businesses in Chattanooga. So the first company that I want to highlight is Lavish P. 
Picnic and Company. Um, Sharonda Beckett is the owner. And Lavish Picnic and Company is a decorating business for intimate gatherings. They are dedicated to producing high-quality experience that you will surely love. Their website is lavishpicniccompany.com. an interior decorator, and she does, like, event decorations. I guess. It's not well. It's not an interior decoration. It's more just an event decoration. Just an event. Yeah. Okay. Tight. So that's what's up. You know, like Sweet Sixteen. If your girls want to do like a Sweet Sixteen party in a hotel, she'll decorate the balloons and then okay. that to a theme and everything. So yeah, be sure to um, visit her website again. It is lavishpicnickcompany.com. I love that. Give people one less thing to think about when they're trying to plan. An event. Yes, because decorating is for the birds. So, uh, and, <laughs> and buying it on Amazon, you know it is for the birds. So, shout out, shout out yes. to my decorators. I love it. Yes, the next black-owned business is Lady Naps Winery. Okay, this business is owned by two cousins, Pamela McKinley and Nikki Nicholson. They are both out of Chattanooga. They created their own brand of unique, flavorful wines to share with everyone. Lady Naps Winery is where wine, class, and elegance meet to form an atmosphere of relaxation and unmatched charm. That sounds like somewhere we need to go. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. Um, So thank you for bringing this into my attention or reminding me, because I'm pretty sure I've heard of this particular um business before mm-hmm. but i keep forgetting to go so thank you for putting this on everybody's awareness we need mm-hmm. to go support this because it'll go away if we don't so we need to go on and go and yes. make it a part of our routine because that is right up our alley and it's located on 6940 lee highway suite mm-hmm. and their website is lady naps winery.net so nice Sounds like a nice experience. Two black-owned businesses in Chattanooga. Go ahead and support. Woman-owned businesses, too. Two woman-owned businesses. So y'all do the damn thing, ladies. And I guess we can go ahead and get into our week recap. Because I want to know, what you been up to, sis? What you been doing? Okay, so we're going to start it off with me. We're going to start it off with... Some spice a little bit. We spice. we went to see Usher on Friday. So <laughs> my week was pretty much building up to that. Like probably Sunday through Monday, my mind was just ready to go. <laughs> so tell so. the tell the difference. Like who did you go with and where tell them everything. I'll tell you guys an overview. We went to um See Usher on Friday. I went with my first cousin, my sister cousin. She is uh, my my road dog. So it was like me and me and her taking the town, and um, the dynamic duo is back. We letting our <laughs> hair down. We uh, letting these kids be on non mommy time. So it was nice. And so when I was saying like my week was building up to that. 
it was building up in anticipation, but it was also building up in coordination because, you know, last episode we talked about how it takes a village to parent these babies. And so that applies when I want to take a trip. (laughs) And so it's possible. We don't have to put off our trips, mamas, just because our children have things going on. I was able to pull in resources, coordinate that so that I was able to see Usher on Friday. And we flew in. Actually, we flew in Thursday, which was awesome because we wanted to make sure, make space for any hiccups. Um, Flight was smooth. Uh, We got there, started drinking immediately and (laughs) hit the strip immediately. We got there, changed our clothes, did a hell of a lot of walking, like whatever diet we threw out the window, whatever alcohol we put into our system, we made up for it for how much we damn walked. And it was worth it because there's so much to see. And Friday was um, just drinking, going to do the sightseeing things and taking pictures. And then um, Friday we woke up. We was we was on tune the whole time, like because you you get there and it's earlier in the day than it was when we left because they're mm-hmm. three hours ahead of us. So the days mm-hmm. seem way longer. And so um, Friday continue to have um, more beverages. But this time we was preparing to see a Raymond and it was worth every penny. OK, it was worth every penny because we were right there on the stage. We were right there where if we reached out our hand, we could touch him. And I swear, y'all, I swear he made eye contact with me. I kid you not. He looked dead in my eyes. And so that just made, I was like, okay, I can go home now. That That's it for me. That's <laughs> it for me. But that was not it. Because in the audience, we saw Polo the Don. We saw Nelly. We saw a little baby. We saw L.A. Reed. Um girl yes we saw ask you i don't mean to cut you off but i know ask you did uh you see them because usher like went on instagram like the next day it was like last night was a movie and i was like oh d was there and they had all the celebrities like the city girls and yeah the uh, city girls was there well one of them was there um then miami was there Okay. And oh, so, and I don't, well, actually, I don't know. He serenaded her with another woman sitting next to her, and that might have been JT. I, I, I was just looking at Usher, but I know <laughs> <laughs> Young Miami performed. So she was on stage with him. So we were able to see her in the audience. And so that weekend was, you know, very um, exciting to see all the people and they're you know enjoying usher like regular people like Mm -hmm. you know the oh chance the rapper was there he was right across from us girl wow right across from us i almost felt like old girl from storm you know how close she was to the stage yeah she wanted to get up there now so now you understand why sis was trying to get on stage i get it las vegas put so much in perspective for me like i get people now i get why people drink I wasn't smoking, but I get why people do, because, you know, everybody was high. Everybody was high. And I understand it. All them lights, it's just, you know, it just amplifies and enhances the experience to just be on another level 
and everybody was enjoying themselves, walking down this strip, not a care in the world, titties out, men out, women out. It's just everybody is free. <laughs> everybody is free. So the energy is like, it's very contagious. It's very addictive. And um, I gambled a little bit. I didn't really gamble a whole lot. I lost $15 and I was like, you know what? That's it for me. That's how I gamble. Mm-mm. Most good. I $20. Girl. <laughs> I'm good. So we did that Friday night. Saturday night, we went out to a couple of spots. Um, I'm trying to think, was it Saturday we went to the pool or Sunday? Because during the time we were there, we did some pool action. You know, mm-hmm. you have to whip out those swimsuits. You got to show off them thighs. Um, <laughs> you got to eat some good food. That's a big part of Vegas. Oh, my God. We ain't have nothing nasty. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. And um, we rode the monorail. We did zip lining, girl. Um Ooh. Yeah, they had zip line on Fremont Street, which is kind of like old Vegas. They mm-hmm. let you zip line across that. We did that. Did a spa day. I was able to did it right. really, really take time for me, especially after all that walking. I had to tell my girl, focus on them calves, my shins, get them feet, like really, you know, take care of me because I put in some work. And uh and then we went to Little Caesar, not Little Caesars, Caesars Palace, which is like mm-hmm. a whole city. It was one of, that was one of my favorite places to go to. It was very like like the ceiling looked like the sky, the way that they decorated that building. It was so pretty. So I highly recommend Vegas to everybody. That wasn't my first time going, but it was definitely a better experience this time around. And I think next time I go will probably be an even better experience because we're learning how to navigate, you know. The, the who's and who's and what's and what's and mm-hmm. how much things really cost and how to really dress in certain places. And, you know, it's like you live and you learn and you kind of figure out how to maneuver as you go. So now we know how to manage time next time we go. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a trip. I'm like telling everybody, y'all better come on. We got we to gotta make that happen. It was very fun. It was a lot of fun. Good. So that was, yeah, that's it. That's my week. We did that and came back home. And now I'm trying to get back into um, adulthood. That's the reality. That's cool, too, because ain't nothing like home. Home sweet home. Ain't nothing like your bed. And I'm glad we made it back safely. We made it back safe and safe. I'm glad y'all did too, but I'm glad, I'm glad you and Jazz got to have some good time together and just catch up and just have fun and yeah. be free away from the kids. Away from the kids. Going back to our good old days. Yeah. And I just, I saw the video of Usher and I showed it to my mama and she was like, you know, when he dived into the crowd, mm-hmm. I was like, that was my hand. Yes, it was. Like, yes, I, was like, I said, Mommy, you want to go? Turned around. Nobody, I wasn't expecting that, but I was right there, like, okay, let me help you move to the stage too with everybody else. I'm putting my hand up too. It was wild. I know it was. He, I know he put on a good show. He's oh, just he such is. a good performer. Such a good performer. Yeah. Such a good performer. And, um, 
And he from Chattown. It was so entertaining. It was so entertaining. I know. I know. My family was like, y'all didn't bring a sign that said Chattanooga on it. I'm like, no. I don't know if I wanted to draw that kind of attention to me. I just wanted to be there. Like, you been like young Miami. Poppy! Poppy! Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I don't know. I mean, because things go viral. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I need to put that. So... It was just good just to be there. It was, that was enough for me. That's good. Mm-hmm. He cool people because some girls, they tried to go to Vegas. It was on the shade room. They was trying to go to Vegas to see him too. And they was having trouble getting there. Like, I think they were like a storm. Out. They yeah, were trying to get there through the storm. Yeah, from, I saw that. They was from California. Mm-hmm. And they was driving. Then they drove back, got on the plane or something. And he like re- like gave them a free cunt like gave them more show another show ticket or something like that for them he to come. Did. I'm like, damn, let me um record my experience. I know. To you just never know. That yo, that was the love. He showed love, and you just never know when you put stuff out there who who it actually reaches. Yeah, yeah. It so, reaches. Yeah, you know, it reaches. So so. He got a good heart. And I believe so too. He cool. He is, I, he his birthday is the same day as my dad's. So. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard no mess about Usher as far as like being messy and things. So. Well, we did he hear. My support. We did hear about the woman that claimed she got herpes by him. Aside from that, but we not gonna we not okay. gonna herpes shame, okay? <laughs> my we, don't, we don't. We don't STD shame everybody. <laughs> okay, that's the only thing I've heard too. We so that's the and that and, and if that's is and if that's the only thing, then that's fine because <laughs> I mean I just, I'm, I don't plan on being intimate with Usher. <laughs> right. He had two kids since then, two little girls. So yeah, he's gonna let Usher do his thing. Absolutely. And I want to give a shout out to um our guy from Grand Crew because. <laughs> Do you run into an actor? I did. I did. His name is Carl. And I'm trying to see if I can pull up his whole name because I want to give a shout out because he was very, very nice. He let me take a picture with him. And um, how did you approach him? Like, how did that go? We were crossing paths. Like, I was leaving the restroom and he was on his way to the restroom. And so when we made eye contact, I said, hey, wait a minute. Are you okay? Wait a minute. Is it true? He said, yeah. Hey, you know, show, right? Like, <laughs> and you know, you are so funny on it. And, yeah. you know, Jazz was there and she, she didn't recognize him because apparently, like, not everybody is watching that show like they should. Yeah. And so, like, um, I tried to describe, like, yes, yeah, this show, you know, they be at the bar every episode. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, I was like, dang, do I have my phone? And luckily I had my phone. And he took, like, three or four pictures with me. Three or four? That's so nice. Yeah, he was very nice. He, so uh, shout out to, yeah, shout out to him because it, his name is Carl so- Tart. Shout out to Carl and Lady T is not available, I asked. That was your second time running into him because we see him in Atlanta, too. I think that was him, sis. I don't know. 
I didn't think it was him either, but I was just gonna go with the flow. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was him. He's way taller than that dude. Like okay. who I saw over the weekend is a very tall guy than okay. that dude at the game. But that was really fun. That was yeah. So okay. shout out to Grand Crew season yes, three. The Grand Please. Crew. Yeah, I haven't caught up on that, but yeah, I just haven't had time to watch TV. You know that, so well, that's understandable. It's on Peacock. You can stream it whenever. Yes. So my week was fun. My weekend was fun too. Um, I went to Huntsville with my family for Carter yes. swim meet. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I'm so proud of my baby. Um, he qualified as a Southern Eastern swimmer, and my baby crushed <laughs> my baby crushed the ten and under fifty meters in butterfly stroke. I guess yes. I don't know. I'm reading something, but my baby did the thing. That's all I can say. He's doing his thing. He did it. I know he finished the race within forty three seconds. So that's kind of fast. And uh, so because he finished so quickly, that qualified him to be a part of the Southern East Swimmers. So his coach was excited. Me and my parents and I were excited. Um, we celebrated, you know, he, we were just just so excited for proud of Carter. Um, but I also ended up leaking with one of my cousins, Deanna. She lives in, she's from Huntsville, and she took me around the city. She likes to, I've gone there for my birthday one year, and her and her sister wore me out because they just kick it like that. And I like that they're professional women. They do what they got to do, but when it's time to party, they party hard. Yes. So type of energy. I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have to definitely go to Huntsville, you know, gather the crew, and let's do a quick little girl's trip. I agree. Yes, because when is the next trip? After after coming back from a trip, that's usually like, okay, Let's after I'm settled it. in, I'm like, when's yeah. the next one? I love yeah. having something to look forward to. Yeah. So she took me to this place called The Camp, and it's, it was really nice. Like, they had live music playing, but um, they had a crawfish festival earlier during the Ooh. day. So oh, by the time fun. we got there, it was early. It was over, but we could still smell the fish. Like it was just kind of smelly. But it the camp is like a um, it's outdoors, but it's like a whole bunch of wood crafted like mm -hmm. uh, seats and stuff. But it's it's sectioned off. So like they had like uh, cabanas made out of wood. They had fire pits in the inside, or they had some cabanas that had TVs in the inside, so you could watch TV and stuff like that. Like, it was really cool. Um, really that different. Sounds like a vibe. I like. Yeah. Yeah, I I think you and Jaquees would definitely like that. Um, mm -hmm. they had some really nice things, and then they have drinks and stuff. And then um, before we before we went there, we went out to eat. And we went to this restaurant called Cova Grill. Okay, I didn't like it. Mm. Um, it was just, they 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 highlight. I mean, I guess their specialty is sushi and kind of Asian infused food. Okay. It was Americanized, and it just um, you know it it yeah. takes away the identity of sushi and hibachi and stuff like that. So it was I was kind of disappointed about that. We were gonna okay. go to Connors. 
And she had taken me there for my birthday, the time that I had gone. And they just had some good seafood. And I wanted some salmon so bad. And they were talking about an hour wait to sit down. Oh, well, How popular that place is. Yeah, so, yeah. So we didn't go. So we went to that place and I was disappointed. But anyway, after that, we went to, after the camp, we went to the club. So um, it's not, it wasn't like, it was a lounge, and it was Alabama style, so it was country, and it was, you know, laid back. Because she wanted to take, she said, what kind of vibe you in? You want to turn up mode, or you want to chill? Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, I kind of want to chill. I'm, anywhere I can sit my ass down. That was what you say. Good. Where can we sit? <laughs> so, we went to this lounge called Vibes, and I think it's fairly new. So, you know, it's still got some bits and pieces to clean up. But it was cool. They had some wings. Um, they got different, they had hookah there, but it was like different. It looked, it looked like it was in a box and then yeah. it didn't look like my hookah thing. It looked yeah. different. So I I've seen, yeah, cool. I've seen those before. Yeah. But the drinks wasn't good. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Cause I ain't going to put Huntsville down. Cause y'all still some good people out there. It's just, yeah, it might just been the bartender that night. There you go. But anyways, I had a good time with her, had a good time with Carter, and I had a great weekend. It was I'm nice good. to be with family. Like I love it. Me, I, my parents, and Carter had a great time together. I love it. I am definitely trying to go to Huntsville now. So We will, because, I mean, we, we can go to Black. That's featured on Love and Hip Hop. I mean, excuse okay. me, Love and Marriage, Huntsville, the owners yeah. are on that show, so... They expanded that show, but she said that it wasn't popping that night, so that's why we didn't go. But um, okay, we we go in there because that's where the men are with cigars. It's a cigar <laughs> lounge, so okay, that's where nice. we're going. Fair enough. What you been watching? So I caught up on Bel Air. That show is so good. <laughs> it's okay though because the way I've been watching it, I gotta wait once a week, and because you're so behind, you're gonna be able to binge it, and it's gonna be a good time to be able to not have to be left with cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. So caught up on that. Officially finished Snow Hill, and which again I thought I finished that show a couple of weeks ago. They had to bring it on with two other episodes. And honestly, I, I low-key wish they would have just ended it when I thought that they ended it. Because mm-hmm. I um I have some feelings about how it ended. I have some feelings. And um, whenever you watch it, if you ever watch it, we'll discuss. Because... <laughs> It's going to take me a while. I've been, I've been trying to scroll past my timeline because they've been talking about it. I need to find what people are saying. I meant to actually do some searching on that show specifically just to see if people were thinking the same thing that I was thinking, but I forgot. I haven't really been online today. Um, But I did finish that. uh, And I also watched Abbott Elementary, which I'm wondering if the episode I saw was the last episode of the season or not. I don't know. The way it kind of ended, it looked like a finale, but I don't know if it was, but it was good. Are you caught up on it? Mm, no. The last thing I saw was the one with Taraji. Okay. Well, it's only one episode after that. I ain't going to 
ain't gonna talk about it. So that's pretty much it. Just catching up on my black shows. I'm behind on Power Book Two. I have not watched that in a couple of weeks. Um, but I'll catch up on it because I do want to know what's happening. Yeah, that's um, another one that I want to go ahead and try to watch because um, my timeline be talking. They be talking about the shows, and I be trying to scroll past them. I be usually I can keep up, but. I'm just going to have the fucking time. Did you ever watch Atlanta? I know you said you was watching it one night. No. Oh, you didn't get it? I not finished Atlanta. I, would, I guess I need to write shit down. Did you start it, though? I thought you were saying you was watching it one day. No, I was watching the movie Atlanta. <laughs> With T.I. and Lauren London. <laughs> That's what I was watching. Which is a but, classic. That's a box. Yeah. Too. It is, but still, so, I, I need to write stuff down, like, ATL, I mean, I, that's what I was watching, ATL. Got you. Atlanta, okay. I need to watch Atlanta, I need to watch Power, and what did, what did you just say, Snowfall? I need Snowfall. to try to watch it. Bel-Air. Bel-Air, see, mm-hmm. Green Crew, and Housewives mm-hmm. about to come back on this weekend. I forgot about that. I'm going to get into it, though, because... Are they bringing back old people? Um, I think the cast who was on their last season is is still on there. I think everybody from last season will be on this season. I won't be as energized to watch it because they don't have Portia and Nene. Like, them two. And Phaedra, too. They're entertaining to me. But I guess yeah. Kenya be entertaining to me, too, though. And I know Kenya gets a lot of hate from a lot of people. But she be coming with the... I'm mad. <laughs> oh. I think this season well the trailer looks good it, it does? Looks, it looks like Candy and Marlo keep getting at it oh yeah Candy's on there still okay good yeah. and Marlo's but, on there still okay yeah but um, Drew you know Drew and her husband are getting a divorce is so. she on there too? yeah Drew is still on there, still there? Okay. Drew is not Portia but she can give me dingy vibes like Portia used to do so I, I can I, I like her in the mix, so gotcha. it's like they're trying to recreate. So this season is going to talk about her divorce. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, I guess I'll go into what I've been watching, which is not much of anything. I've been watching the Nice and Neat podcast. I watch that while I'm at work. Okay. So, and it, and, and I listen to it too. So like, like you know, when you in workflow, you need something to keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I listen to it in background, and I really like that podcast. There mm-hmm. are some nice looking brothers on that show. I mean, on that podcast. You did put me on. You did put me on. They look good, <laughs> but they're awesome. Um, I I like what their dynamic, and I like the content that they put out. Mm-hmm. And it's healthy. They're all in relationships, so it's healthy. Yeah. Um, conversation. It's not men calling women out their name or bashing them and stuff. They mm-hmm. kind of tell their perspective to things. I wish one of them was single, though. Not not from me. Just to bring in another dynamic. Another perspective. Yeah. yeah. So Round it out. I think two of them might be married or okay. something, and one of them is, has a girlfriend. I don't, I don't really know, but they have some some good perspectives. Um, maybe one day we'll get to collab. You know, that would be so Let's awesome. Meditate that, you yeah, know, what I'm like, being able you know what? to collab with other podcasters. Yeah, we are gonna 
And shout out to um, the Black Network that I think that's Charlemagne's company for podcasters. They yes, had a, they had a festival. festival. They did. And that is the goal. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just say that. That's the goal. Speaking into existence. Let's bring it into existence. Let's manifest that for real. Because I wanted to go, but it overlapped with my trip. So I didn't I really. I didn't even know it existed. Where was it? Girl, they, every time I listen to. You was a brilliant idiot. Yeah, yeah. Every time I listen to him on his podcast. He promotes that event. He's been promoting it for months. And it was going to be held earlier, but they rescheduled it for this weekend or last weekend that just passed. And so ever since he's been talking about it, I was like, I want to go. I would love to do that. As much as I listen to podcasting, that sounds like a great time. But Portia was there. I know, right? I saw her clip. She looked amazing. Where? But where was it? In New York? Mm, I think so. Or Atlanta. I think it was in Atlanta, girl. That makes me even more mad because that's up the street. But I mean, it might have been in New York, though. I don't know, honestly. Well, we going. We going to make make plans to go. We going. You know, we have time to make plans for the next round. We going. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, yeah, whether we're there. As podcasters or as an audience, it doesn't matter. I would just like to intend. Yeah, I yeah. want to see what the what the hype is about. Yeah, and then um, let's see. Oh, I just I don't know why I did that. I just left out of my notes. Um, yeah, nice and neat podcast. Now I have been watching. Put a ring on it. Um, again, that's. I get. I got home from Huntsville on Sunday night, so I got to watch those two shows. Put a ring on it, and then marriage, love and marriage, Huntsville. Um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What I've been listening to. Oh, you ain't even mentioned that, but I've been listening to uh, Twenty One Savage and Drake. I, I have never liked a song so much. Rich Flex. Is my song like yeah? Twenty one. Can you do, do something for me? Man. Can you hit a little rich flicks? That's that is my shit. Like yeah, yeah. We, that's we, a hype. That's out, a hype track. Yes, that shit be bumping. Yeah, and then um, of course I've been listening to Beyonce. I put on Renaissance today on my way to work. Uh, that album is not getting old. None of her you albums know, are old. That's why I was like, bitch, we going to the concert. Like, I, I ain't got no choice at this point. Yeah. And then after seeing your Usher Raymond video, I'm like. It's just such a, like, it's such know. an experience. It's such an experience. It Can't nobody take that from you. Like, that memory will be engraved. I know. So. so we're going to figure it out. And no tickets. I saw some. We'll talk offline. Because I don't want nobody hating off us and get to the get our tickets but we'll i'll talk to you okay but what you been listening to because i know your playlist is bumping so rap music has been in my aura this week because i just needed that energy to get me ready for traveling um when i traveled to the airport it was late to the airport and from the airport it was dark Mm. and it was late and if i'm driving really really late at night i either listen to some really good gospel music, 
or some rap music, one or the other, <laughs> or some pop music, just any music that like just gives me energy. And this week it was like, uh, like you, 21 Savage, specifically Metro Boomin, actually, because got the best beats, man. Um, because I was telling you guys that I discovered X, which was an old song, like, I get it, mm-hmm. everybody probably been on that track. And the songs I was listening to are probably old as well. Like I have been playing um what did I what did I specify specifically? Uh offset uh Ric Flair Drip. I wanted to make sure I got that track title correct. <laughs> Cause sometimes you don't know that song? Girl, look it up. I love that song. And um I wanted to make sure I got the title correct because there's been some songs i told y'all about and then i went back and found out i've been saying the wrong titles of some of the songs so (laughs) that one is called rick flair drip offset metro boomin and um 10 freaky girls 21 savage (laughs) metro boomin (laughs) i feel so behind these sound like some good ass songs they are. I had them on repeat, actually. Um, and then I went into my older rap bag, which those songs are probably old. But I'm talking about like Jeezy, I put on Lil Wayne, Lollipop. Then I went into my old, old bag, revisited Michael Jackson because like Danny Jackson, his music is for every mood. Um, listen to some DeBarge because that group is every mood and Switch. That group is every mood. That's some old, old school music. And um, yeah, just getting into my Black people this week because they was keeping me going, keeping me up, got me home, got me on the road. Well, that's what's up. Yeah. Beyonce snuck in too, you know, be always sneaking. Some of her self-titled tracks snuck in and B-Day snuck in this week. So... Thank you, Beyonce. You always keep me, keep me live. Zabarge, I found, I recently heard a song. You know that song when they be like, uh, are you going to call me? Are you going to, yeah. Is this even your real phone number? Is this real? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a that- man now, baby. That's Switch. And it, DeBarge is one of the members in that group. Okay. One of the brothers, one of the DeBarge brothers is in that group. He went off into his own group called Switch. And they made okay. that song. It's called I Call I Call, I call you So that we can finna educate our sippers because that <laughs> is the original sample. I mean the original song to throw some bees on that bitch. Bees on that bitch, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah. Um, Neo, Neo on his first album, he actually, um, he remixed it too. He sampled it too. Ooh. He had a song called I Call Your Name and he's talking about his ex and he trying to get back with her, but he can't, he got a new girl, but he can't move on because I still call your name. So. Okay. I'm going to have to get into Neo. <laughs> And sampling kind of cool. switch yes yeah because i was like dang that's two songs that got sampled like, yo that's the the barges like the they are like golden with the music samples like you know um biggie smalls has sampled um some debarge music 
he diddy sample center barge music ll mm-hmm. cool j they their music gets touched a lot <laughs> They're very, they were a very talented group for sure. One of my favorite songs by the DeBarge band is Dream. That's based off Dream. Yes. And that's been sampled a few times. Yeah. That song is on repeat. The kids hear me play that all the time. Just like Michael Jackson, Lady of My Life, that song gets played, um, sampled a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the LL Cool J song that he sampled. It was Lady. Hey, Love. Yeah, that's a sample for Michael Jackson. It is. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that shit. Yeah. Ooh, like, yes. <laughs> Come on, music. <laughs> Come on, Perry. You know, I know. Listening to stuff I know. that will pass me down to the kids. Yes. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I like that song. I'll be listening because I'm I'm a forever '90s diehard. But even like um, I guess Chico DeBar just like mm-hmm. their baby brother mm-hmm. and his collaborations that he had with Joe. Yes. No guarantee that no it's my guarantee. Song. Oh, that is my song. Nah, I still nah, nah, nah. I still remember that video. Me too. <laughs> Cause I like I like uh Joe's uh verse too. Yeah. I was out window shopping. Uh, put your coat on lay away. <laughs> <laughs> that music's so real. So real. <laughs> That is my oh no, I love I, that's, that's a true night. What a message. Yes. Like, there ain't no and then, what's the other one? Uh Chico had the song Um Baby, I'm your man. Listen, girl, I'm something that means to you. Um in the middle of the bus, tell me who you gonna trust. Good music, good times. Good music and good times. Do you need to refresh your drink for tea time? Can I got okay. my bottle right here? So Damn, I should have did that. Okay. We can, we can do a little pop off. So now it's time for tea time. Yes. And I'll just go ahead and introduce the topic today. Yeah. Okay, so this week our topic, we're talking about effective communication. Um, I was inspired by the Nice and Neat podcast. And the question is, have you ever had the discussion on how to communicate and what works best for you and your partners, your kids, your parents, your friends, or coworkers? Um, Dee, oh. what do you think? <laughs> so with me and communication, there's just three pretty much simple things that are pretty much revolve communication around. 
and it applies to my children. It'll apply to my partner. It'll apply to family in general. Honesty, honesty, transparency. It's big. Um, not rushing into dialogue too quickly, like thinking my thoughts out before I speak mm-hmm. and uh, listening. Cause I think a big part of communication is listening. Mm-hmm. And so honesty is definitely key. I want to make sure that I feel comfortable enough with whoever I'm communicating with to be honest with them. And I always want to make sure whoever's communicating with me, that they feel comfortable enough to be honest with me, especially my family, especially my children. Like I try to have the kind of, energy that's approachable you know even if they do something wrong like I have been really mindful on my temperament Mm -hmm. so that they're comfortable to communicate and um be open you know um Mm -hmm. we had a conversation about like who likes who at school and you know I tried to pace myself with how many questions I was asking because I didn't Mm -hmm. want to come off overwhelming or too nosy I was just you know just trying to test the waters and you know and I think when I got a little bit too antsy they were like you know what see that's why and then they you know they they kind of stop they kind of stop themselves and I'm like wait a minute what no no I'll calm down <laughs> and so honesty is key um And I also want to be mindful of how much information I exchange with people. Mm -hmm. Like over the years, I've kind of measured who I can be more chatty with and who I should be more reserved with, you know, becoming mindful of who I tell my business to. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it has just changed as I've gotten older, as far as communication goes, like, I used to be so relaxed about around people and talk about myself probably a little bit too much, you know, because I've explained before how I'm just naturally shy. But once I warm up, I can't shut up. Mm -hmm. And I've just kind of tried to bring that in a bit because you just really never know what everyone's intentions are with your information Mm -hmm. and, you know, what they are, you know, what they what their perception of you is. So I try to be mindful of that, Um, but those communication skills have just developed with age. Mm -hmm. And I try to take my time with my thoughts, not speaking as soon as something comes into my head. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes hand in hand with listening, you know, taking time to listen. And then after listening, not just jumping into a response automatically, just taking time to listen, let it marinate before I have something to say. And let it, you know, let it rock and think about what I'm about to say before I say it. That's why I like texting people because texting, I could just write it, you know, yeah, write it out and then erase it, backtrack it, edit it. So, edit it, you know what I mean? Um, so I do like to communicate through text a lot, um, and not try to overthink, you know, at the same time, you know communicate be honest and not try to overthink and not be honest and not say certain things because you're afraid of what the response is going to be or for me because I'm afraid of what the response is going to be not saying certain things yeah yeah so it's navigating all of that 
while also listening. Like that could be number one, listening first. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to just keep it for the sake of the show, just trying to keep it to those simple things. Like it's a lot more to it, but that kind of sums it up for me. Um, I just kind of wrote some things out as far as like my personal development with communication because like, okay. like you, I was, you know, shy and um, that made me like an observer, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. quiet and I'm just kind of just listen more fluently to just what people have to say. And, you know, right. with me being the youngest out of my household and family, I didn't really have a voice growing up. You know, like I'm the young, I'm the youngest sibling. I'm the youngest cousin. So um, I just did what I was pretty much told without much of an opinion. And now that I'm older, I can realize how much that kind of harmed me as an individual for two reasons. Um, I became dependent on people to speak up for me, you know, like my older mm-hmm cousins or my my big sister my older sister I relied on them to speak up for me or even my mom my parents and everything and then that kind of like um that hindered me and because I didn't know how to speak up for myself and then when I did start speaking up for myself when I got older I wasn't as confident in my thoughts or in my feelings because I have never said anything growing up, you know, so I kind of carried that around and probably like until my late 20s. And mm-hmm. um, when I would be in conversations with acquaintances or coworkers, like I would be whining all the time. Or if I have a disagreement, I would raise my voice and lash out and everything. I look crazy, kind of like throwing a temper tantrum. But, you know, I just I just didn't know how to communicate things. That's not something that was kind of in my household, but I, what I will say now, like going to therapy has really helped me work on my communication skills. And it's also made me to become a better listener. And, um, now I feel like I've got, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very cautious to what I want to say. Um, just like you, I overshare a lot and I be having to realize like you probably need to shut up because I be feeling like Uh people will come back and hunt you and say it out loud, throw it back in your face and in most cases Uh I'm being vulnerable too and I'm telling you too much information like those things. But I think um, now that I've gotten older, I'm in my 30s now, I know how to like communicate what I want but I feel like the most difficult times that I had with communication was like friendships and uh relationships or you know dating so with friendships it was kind of like just go with the flow because all your friends are doing more more so like peer pressure and I didn't know how to say no I don't want to do that or just being the youngest cubs and wanting to tag along with everybody older than you which is which was rare so when I got to I kind of just went on with the flow in most cases where in the back of my mind, the activities they would pitch, I ain't want to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, and I wish I just would have just been old enough or just more confident just to say no. And then I guess I used to feel like if I say no, they ain't going to invite me no more. You know, but... That's relatable. That's so relatable. So um, that was like with family and cousins. Um, or Excuse me, that was like friends and cousins, like older cousins and then just the popular crew that I used to hang out with in college and high school and stuff. In some cases, I remember in high school, like my the girls that I kind of hung out with, like 
they were a little, not a, I'm not calling anybody like out, but they were a lot more experienced with guys than what I was in high school. And Mm -hmm. the stuff that they was kind of into, I was afraid to do. So what I would tell them was like, that shit ain't cute. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I realized like, I probably was just saying this shit ain't cute because I really wanted to do it, but I just didn't, I didn't know how to relate those messages or I was very shy. I didn't know how to interact with guys all the time or just like I was sheltered in in my household and my mom just was like, you don't have no boyfriend and all this stuff, you know, the way you communicate your, how your house, your upbringing is just so much it's so much influenced with how you communicate with people outside of home. My personal skills, though, like like what I'm saying, like going back to going to therapy, I know how to like, which is probably something I need to do, but I need to slow down before I think or whatever and not just go on a rampage all the time. But um, I just, I, I think, let's go back to the topic. I think like as far as like having the conversation with your family on how to communicate things, our friendships and things. Like the most person that I know I interact with the most is my mother. And even with mm-hmm. just like um speaking to her to this day, she still she she talks in her language and I have to understand mm-hmm. her to understand what she's talking about. My mother does not ask questions or if she volunteers mm-hmm. you to do things. And that used to get under my skin. But now I'm old enough to know that she's not volunteering me. That's how she's asking. So her asking, like, um, she'll say, uh, are you going to go see Carter when you get off of work since you off today? That's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, to me, that's about you volunteering me to go do something. What she Mm -hmm. really is trying to say is, can you go see Carter's? If you're you're available today, can you go see Carter? You know what I mean? But it doesn't come off that way. It comes off like, we, that's probably the- Presumptuous? I guess, but she's trying to- Huh? Like, do you think she's like assuming that you're cool with it? (laughs) No, because to me, it's a sense of entitlement. Like- of her to say, that's the like, word I was trying because, to use. Okay, because I yeah. said do it. You're supposed to do it. I'm your mama. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. an extent, but I just had to like really like recognize like um, <laughs> but to an extent, I feel like she uh, it is a sense of entitlement. And a lot of that comes from her upbringing. That's how my grandmother was. And what my mom was probably raised, like, it's no, if I tell you to do something, you better do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's probably, I mean, that's what my mom went through. And that's kind of how I was raised. And now I'm going to counseling, trying to set boundaries, not to be disrespectful, but I do have a life. You know what I mean? So um, the things that I try to communicate to my mom is like, when she says that, I just have to say no. You know what I'm saying? That used to be the hardest thing to do to tell your mama no. 
You know what I'm saying? So okay. I had to tell her, yeah. no, I cannot do that. I'm resting today. I've worked a thousand hours this week. I'm not leaving my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Or even a other thing is like, why don't you go to church on Sunday? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's another topic. But to communicate to her, it's just, <laughs> I do not want to go. <laughs> you know, that's just what I have to say. Yeah. Or my that's main fair. excuse is You're just grown. that I'm tired. I have to rest up for the next the next work week. You know, I'll watch it at home yeah. on YouTube. Now, she may not understand why that should be an option, but it is for me. You know what I mean? We live yeah. in different times now, you know. And, and the internet is way more accessible and convenient for me right now. And during the pandemic, that opened up everybody's perspective yes. on how to do church. Yes. Yes. So. Um, the other thing you mentioned about having conversations with your children, um, I have to work on my tone when I talk to my nephew. Um, and I think that kind of. I know me and you talked about parenting and stuff, and I was telling you that I don't think I would be a good parent. That's why I'm trying to run away from it. That's tea for y'all. But, um... And I totally disagree. Because I just feel like when I moved back home for a little while and I was staying with my parents and I had to, like, be around my nephew, I couldn't, like, really... I wasn't calm to a sense where... He just wants attention. He just wants to be around somebody. He doesn't want to be in. The, he doesn't want to be in the room alone. You're in there. Mm-hmm. Mom, you know, grandpa and grandma are gone. Can we play? You know, that's all he kind of mm-hmm. wanted. But in my mind, I was depressed. So you know, I had just lost my job and stuff. That's not. But I just felt like when he wanted the attention. I didn't want to give him any attention. And that kind of caused like a lot of friction between us because I didn't know how to communicate to say, Carter, not right now. I will kind of lash out talking to a kid. And my nephew has a a unique situation, a, a unique lifestyle right now where I know that that's not the best thing to do. You know what I mean? Um, regarding mm-hmm. his situation. But even, overall, because he's a kid, I still want to be able to show him respect, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I try to communicate right. those things. Now, I've gotten better in our relationship, but once upon a time, I knew I did some wrong as far as the way I communicated things to my nephew. And I regret it. I'm learning from it, but I don't know if I'll be able to handle that if I had a child of my own. So that's why I'm just trying to move it out the way. That's okay. I'd be hard pressed to find a parent who did not have a story like that. Like we all go through it. We all be in our moods. And um, but that's kind of like why I was saying I have to be mindful of my mm-hmm. temperament because I can be irritated. Especially if I'm hungry or tired or yes. both. I just try to understand that these children are not coming at me in a way that I ought to be taking it mm-hmm. personally. Like, so, and then I try to constantly remind myself how happiness is a choice and it's a choice to be a bitch or it's a choice to be yeah. calm. Like, 
You know what I mean? I have self-control. I just have to exercise it. And so that's just definitely something that is a practice. You know, we're not we're not going to get it right every time. But there's been times when I've had to apologize, which I don't recall. I could if my parents have had anything to apologize to me for, I maybe could count on one hand. If even that, I really don't have many instances where they've had to come at me like that. But when I know that I've like snapped and they really didn't deserve that or like cussed at them and they really didn't deserve that, I've had to apologize. Like, hey, that's not how I should have came at you. You know what I mean? Like there's a better way to communicate than that. And it's hard. Apologizing to children is like, it tastes like vinegar. And sometimes my apology may not even sound sincere because I'm so reluctant to do it. But yeah. I do it <laughs> just to let them know people need to treat you like mm-hmm. you're a queen, mm-hmm. including me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I come at them with this energy, they're going to think, you know, when other people come at them like that, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not. You know, I try to let them know, look, I was wrong and don't. And if someone came at you like yeah. that, they wrong too. Like that's, there's, a, there's a better way to talk to you. There's a better way to talk to you. Now, if you're being disrespectful to me, I'm going to kick it back the way I'm getting it. But when they're not doing it, like, where they're coming at me sideways and I'm just irritated so I snap, I, you know, I have to yeah. take accountability. And that's a part of communication, too. Like, yeah. being aware of how you're coming off when you know they're not doing anything personally or malicious yeah. Well, you. I did. I did apologize to Carter. Because this and it's mm-hmm. but it, that's big. That's big. Said, I felt <laughs> like I, it really broke my heart because he was like, I went to school and told my friends how you used to torture me when you used to stay with us, and I'm like, torture? What? Carter be talking, and I'm just kind of like torture. I was like, well, what do you mean? And I and I, he told me like an incident where I thought Carter was talking talking back, and I. He was, we was in the car and we had just left basketball practice and he said something like, I could just get out the car and walk home from here or something like that. I thought he was being smart, like saying something like, I I took it as disrespect. I don't know what he meant by it, but the way the tone of it, it just made me mad. So I, I don't know. I went off on him. And, you know, he ended up crying. That sat with him for a long time. That was like the incident that he told his friend. And he was like, TT, I don't know why you even went, were up so upset. It's like you were just really angry. So I had to apologize. I said, well, Carter, TT was wrong. You know, TT was not in the right yeah. state of mind. I was going through a lot. I was trying to figure out what I was going to about to do. And I just said, TT wasn't in the right head space. And I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that, you know. And um, he looked at me. <laughs> he said, this feel like a, a sitcom. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> this feel like a TV show or some shit he said. Like, and then man, we both laughed about that. But I had mm-hmm. to learn from that. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't want I, I keep that in the in the back of my mind on how to communicate and that kind of actually taught me how to 
watch my tone of voice to a lot of things of the way I talk to people, you know, just one little innocent person, you know, feeling bad and telling his friends that his auntie, you know, is, is mean, you know, I don't want that reputation because yeah. I'm here to protect Carter and, and provide and take care of him. So, um, yeah, it's just lesson learned, you know, and I just try to go about um, treating people with respect when I talk to them and watch my tone of voice overall um, because I want to be respected. And just like you said, the way yeah. it's coming, the way you ditch it to me is the same way I would ditch it to you. And I also realized that I do not have to do that, though. I don't have to raise my voice and lash out to get respect or to just get, you know, yeah, to gain respect. I can keep it calm. I can keep it calm yeah. and let you and yeah. let you look crazy. You can get go to tantrum. That's you the can thing. go to tantrum. I can just yeah. keep it cute. That's and that's that's it. That's the key because the, when I'm interacting with other adults and they're coming at me sideways, it's rare for me to. Uh, it really takes a lot to get me worked up. Like yeah, if I'm ever worked cool. up to the point you're where I'm raising cool. my voice, yeah, it, something must have had really, mm -hmm. really happened for me to get to that point. Like I have a lot of patience with people, and when people are being an asshole, that just makes me even more nice because. It just calms them down when I'm just not taking it personally. Like if I'm interacting with someone at a fast food restaurant or I'm in retail or whatever, and I can tell they got an attitude, you know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Thank you. I like your shirt. You know what I mean? Like I know their energy is not mm -hmm. personal against me. So it's, it's not going to make me flare up real easy. The children are the ones who get me to that point because they know me personally and they know what buttons to push. And so I even in those cases, I try to manage my tone. I still try to manage my tone, but they can tell when I'm talking real slow <laughs> that it is, you know, it is not OK. And if they really get me hyped. You know, I'll use that language and then I'll calm down, like get my point across and calm down. Like, I don't like to do that. And I do think there's a way to communicate without having to get to that point. But when they're testing you, it's like, look, if you don't like the, if you don't like the side of me, why are mm -hmm. you, why are you testing me? I, that's what I, you know, that's what I try to figure out. But other adults, when they're, like, testing me, like you said, just let them look crazy. Let them look crazy. There's, you know, there's the block button on phones nowadays where people try to get crazy with you over the phone. It's so easy to block people, well, which is about, nice. What about when you're um, like, you know, in-person interacting? I... I can't remember the last time I've been in a conflict with anybody in person. But if I think back to the last time I was in conflict, mm -hmm. I think I just let him win. Yeah. I just be like, you got it. Mm -hmm. You got it. You got it. I'm wrong. You're mm -hmm. right. We're going to dead it right here. Because I don't want to, you know, I'm not going back and forth with you. Where is, right. where is that getting us? If it ain't 
got anything to do with paying my bills, if it ain't got anything to do with my health, you got it. You won. It's all you. It's all you. You said the sky is blue. I said it's gray. It's blue. We good. You know what I mean? Because it being gray ain't finna pay my bills. I don't have to be right. That's fine. And an emotional intelligence skill. You know how many people, some people can't do that. I gotta be right all the time. Some people just feel like they just gotta win the last argument and stuff. And you can let them win. They they really gotta have the last word. That is a skill. That's a skill. Yeah, I let. I let yeah, I let people win arguments all the time because I'm not about to go back and forth with you. And um, the only time that I will do that is when I know it's necessary. Like, you know, if the, like it. And again, it it it. The only people I really have to put that energy to is the children. Like, if it's like they're trying to not go to school or something like that, then we got to go back and forth mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna let you win. And skip school. Like I gotta go back and forth and get your butt to school. That's an example. Yeah. They're not like yeah. that. I'm just saying for example. But as adults go, like, look, if you're not messing with my you're money, right. you got you're it. Right. Okay. You just have to, you have to learn. Or my health. You, you know, you got it. Have you ever been in these situations with your parents? I mean, I know you were saying like you've only had so many times where you might have had to apologize to them. Not that many times, but Anything like conflict with family is tough. Um, yeah, and it's always, I think it's always been not because of something that they've done, it's you know, usually some a mm-hmm. decision or a choice that I have made, and um, I've been hard headed a lot. <laughs> I've been hard-headed a lot, and um, they are understanding. My parents are like, you know, they they relate to where I'm at, you know what I mean? Because they've been 35 before. They've been 25 before. They've been 20 before. You know, they relate. And so they just try to give me, give me the, um, you know, drop the knowledge on, you know, what it is and you know what would be best for me and how to move as a parent and what I deserve and what I don't deserve and you know mm-hmm. what's right and what's wrong um and I guess conflict where I come from is like well I want to do what I want to do though you know like I'm I'm not going to do anything that's going to put me in danger or put my kids in danger. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's just, like, past things. Like, nothing recently has ever came about with me and my parents, but just in the past, just doing things. Like, I think (laughs) moving in with my kid's father, like, that was a conflict where they was just, like, that's why are you doing that? I was in college still. Um, I was living on campus. I had a roommate, lived in a dorm. Then Mia was born, moved back home. And then I wanted to live my parents' house into my own shit with their dad. And they was just like, no, that's not, 
save your money. Y'all not married. What are you doing? You know what I mean? And in my mind, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm 20, 21 years old. Like, I'm basically an old lady. Like, in my mind, I, I just thought I was so old. And now I think back on it, I was not old at all. I was a kid and I was dumb. But I was just standing my ground like, look, this is what I want to do. And I'm a mom now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting my foot down because I'm grown enough and I got the resources. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And thinking back on it now, they were right. I was not in no position to do that. Um, I really should have stacked my coins, especially seeing how my siblings move and, you know, how they were able to really ante up their resources and whatnot. I just take those choices, though, and learn from them. And I feel just even more relieved that I've learned from that and that I'm not still making those Mm -hmm. type of mistakes. Um, but that was definitely where we bumped heads. Like we definitely, they were definitely trying to drop knowledge on like, we're trying to tell you, no, (laughs) this isn't the way to go. Like you're such an intelligent person. Like my dad was definitely, especially was like telling me like, you're so smart. Like, why are you, you're not going to finish school. You're going to, you're going to be trying to work, blah, blah, blah. So the and that and that also kind of motivated me to prove them wrong at the same time. Them thinking that I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing just made me even more adamant about making things work. May have played into why I tried so hard to, you know, make something work that wasn't going to work. But I did use that energy to also put forth every effort to finish um college and do it while working and taking care of the babes because I was just like look they think I'm gonna drop out I'm not watch me and I didn't but it was just hard like why would I put myself through that struggle unnecessarily you were young and you were in love like I didn't have to do that I think you are older enough to understand that a little bit more than what you did when you were 21. And I always feel like when it comes to like that first love, parents be on you like white on rice. Um, Cause I mean, my mom was like that too when I was in college, when I was dating some guy. And I just, I didn't even last nearly as long as what, I mean, I think, we, I think me and him were together for a year or something, if we were together. But um, yeah, I had a situation like that. Um, he got, Girl, them twenty. That's all I can. Say. I just yeah. It's them twenty. It's them twenty. The twenties is wild. Yeah, He um. So thank you everyone for listening to the Tea and Champagne podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Tea and Champagne Pod. And if you have any questions or comments or would like to reach out or even would like to be a special guest on our show, you can email us at teaandchampagnepod at gmail.com. Thank you, Sippers, for joining us. Have a great day.